0: Hello and welcome to another edition of the First and Broncos Podcast. I'm Kyle Fredrickson, joined by Ryan O'Halloran. We cover the Broncos for the Denver Post, and this is the second part of a two-part podcast looking at this Broncos team at the midway point, getting through their bye. Ryan, first we talked offense. Now we'll talk defense. Before we get into the numbers and the storylines, overall impressions of this group for me, it's been been a lot of Jekyll and Hyde, right? Sort of a lot of really good points and and a lot of pretty pretty low points.
1: Yeah, and you know, consistently inconsistent. Um, You know, as Chris Harris said the other day, you know, they make stupid mistakes. Communication errors. Uh, You know, they had that three-game stretch where they couldn't stop the run. That's going to skew their ranking for the rest of the season. You know, they had a stretch there where a couple games without a takeaway. Von Miller had a three-game stretch without a sack. So, the way this team is constructed, the defense has to create turnovers, score a touchdown for this team to have a chance. You saw what happened against Arizona. So, uh, this is not a, This is not the Bronco defense of years past that should be regarded as one of the top units in the league.
0: Yeah, not by any stretch, even though it seems these opposing coaches week to week sort of rely on that reputation. This defense has proven that, like you mentioned, it, it, it just isn't consistent. Let's look at a, a few different groups, Ryan. Uh, defensive back depth might be the biggest problem this team has, I think, if, if you look at it in a certain light, being the way that these reserve guys have played, Adam Jones getting injured. Uh, at the same point, they rank number 10 in the league right now with 232 yards per game through the air what's the anomaly there is, is this unit stiffened up have have teams just found different ways to beat the broncos um different way being
1: the good teams are just running it yeah exactly. uh so like uh the jets the rams and the uh, the chiefs the first time around yeah. they basically say hey, we're not gonna bother passing you know if if they can run it you know they're not they're not giving up a ton of big plays in the passing game, but they're giving sort of death by a thousand paper cuts. Right. And ultimately, if you look at this defense and say, so, okay, three and six, they can they, they, they can never figure out their corner depth. I got Chris Harris who's a clear number one. Bradley roby has been disappointing as a number two, got his shot going into a contract year. Tremaine Brock and Pac Man Jones, they finally have stayed healthy and picked things up. Well, it's too late. mean they're going to be they're going to ride them to the finish line so it uh I look at this back end and say that's an area that needs to be prioritized in the offseason
0: do you think Chris Harris is playing at a pro Bowl level is it hard to tell when the pieces around him just aren't what they used to be I'm curious what you make of his play so far
1: I I think he's been fine uh you know he got challenged only twice against Houston but teams have been throwing at him because he follows an M1 receiver most of the time you know when you when the guys behind you aren't close to your caliber that's going to impact your numbers teams that go three and six generally do not get pro bowl corners we'll see what the vote looks like but you know getting a pick six on national television against arizona certainly helps the voting but uh i think he's playing at a high level and he should be a guy that when we get to december 31st there's gonna be a sweeping changes in this organization we anticipate chris harris should not be one of them
0: yeah now that makes total sense you know let's kind of look at another aspect of this defense Ryan seems like the storyline on how the Broncos are able to stop the run fluctuates about every three games we saw them uh, very stout in the beginning of the year they have that stretch like you mentioned starting against the Jets uh, extending into a few more games where they were just throttled Um, but over these last three games I I saw the stat in the Broncos Twitter account this is defense is only allowed three yards per carry and that leads the NFL Um, is that maybe a personnel issue the, the the Broncos running backs that they've been facing they've been easier to stop simply is this just another sign of a defense that just can't kind of figure out who it is and and keeps flip-flopping I I don't know
1: well you know flip-flop is you never know what you're going to get you know Kansas City they held the Chiefs to 49 yards rushing well Kareem Hunt did his damage as a receiver on shovel passes so you really have to dig into it to say okay are they really improving against the run you know they're probably doing some things schematically with their linebackers they played a little bit more base against three receiver that keeps a linebacker on the field to stop the run I think Josie Jewell playing more he's at full strength Brandon Marshall is not at full strength now he's been shut down so I think those are a couple factors Uh, but I mean those three games teams bounced it outside the corners and safeties did not tackle well against the Jets and right now with this defense it's what 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 kind of uh, hole is going to burst right. on a given week got that one plugged up well i we got to do this one we got to plug this one well then we're back to the run game again so I think that's how it's going to be the rest of the year.
0: Let's flip it to a, a positive and, and something that we sort of posed as a question at the beginning of the year, Ryan. We had predictions, and we said, "All right, what is this Von Miller-Bradley Chubb duo going to record total sacks-wise?" Do you remember what you, you put down? I, I can just tell you if you don't. But we just just oh, you you know. I, okay. I I went back and I, I dug it up. So here's the deal. Uh, I said 19. And you went with 24 and through nine games uh, these guys are at 17 so it appears that they're sort of right on pace to what you were looking at Ryan and I undervalued them clearly and I think you know the success to a lot of people might be surprising even with Chubb being a number five pick Ryan just how successful he's been I mean the way that he's played that's a huge storyline uh, the first part of this year and and clearly on, on pace to, to finish the year strong
1: yeah and you know, with the rookie pass rusher, it's always it takes you a little bit to get figured out. Uh, holy cow, everybody's good, that type of thing. Uh, I thought the coaches made a smart move after that first game. This is this is a player that's meant to go forward. He's not meant to play zone, not definitely not play play man coverage. So use him as a guy who can set the edge in the run game, be be stout in the run game, and also. You know, a monster game like his three sacks against the Rams, that's what really kickstarted started this season. The next week, they're up by 34 points. He gets two sacks in garbage time. Okay, now he's at five. But for these guys, right now they're at uh, eight sacks for Chubb, nine for Miller. I mean, I would expect them, they should expect to at least get to 13 or 14 apiece because they do face a couple teams that uh, San Francisco, Cleveland, Cincinnati struggle a little bit that won't be able to run it at will. They'll have to throw it to move the ball.
0: We pose this question in the Offensive Podcast. Let's throw it to the defense. Who is your MVP? I think Miller maybe has the most impressive stats and some of the more impressive individual moments, but you referenced the inconsistency, Ryan. But it seems like that's been the entire group. So do you hand it to Miller because of the talent he is? Is there a guy maybe we haven't talked about maybe you'd like to, to key in on as a, maybe a dark horse for a, a guy who is MVP of, of this you know shaky first-half defensive effort? Yeah,
1: I'll give you two guys. One is Chris Harris. Because if they didn't have him, they'd be in real trouble. Yeah. Uh, second guy is Derek Wolfe. Uh, I thought he's been really good against the run. He is. He's got 27 tackles, one and a half sacks, but uh, you know five quarterback hits. and He's batted down five passes, has one interception. So I thought coming back from his neck injury, uh, he's been really good. And like he said uh, to me before the first game of the season, his goal this year besides winning games is is to prove that he can play for another contract here. And I think he's doing that because last thing on him, sorry, is if this team plays a 4-3 scheme next year under a new staff, he would be a good fit for that as a uh, defensive tackle.
0: That's a good point. Something to look forward to as well. All right, a couple uh, quick hit things before we'll send you guys off. Just want to get your opinion, Ryan. Give me sort of your your one-sentence projection here uh, for expectations for the second half. Um, A.J. Johnson, uh, an embattled linebacker, huge break from football. Think he has a role in the second half on defense?
1: i could guess about 20 guys you're gonna ask me about first but uh i don't think he's he may be active but it would take an injury to davis or jewel and plus you have brandon marshall coming back you know joe jones would be an option there so uh, if he's playing there's definitely something going on
0: is isaac yadam a guy who maybe sees an increased role after the break
1: um i would say no because this staff is all about winning this week um you know they're playing a lot of young guys but uh you know if he's active you may see him in there and some dime stuff but uh i don't think you'll see a lot of him unless there's injuries
0: and one more for you Ryan Brandon Marshall is a guy you've gotten to know in this locker room pretty well Difficult first half of the season for him. He's coming back from an injury, so I suppose there's a wild card. We don't know what sort of that recovery is going to be. But with his contract situation, what he's got ahead of him, what do you think is going to be his mindset in the second half? And will we see a resurgent Marshall if we see a healthy Marshall? Well,
1: that's his catch-22. Is yeah. how long do you sit out if your goal is to not come back until you know you're right and won't get injured again? Yo, know, we use Jared Beldeer's bone bruise uh, knee injury as a barometer. He missed four games. If Marshall does not play against the Chargers, that'll be his third missed week, uh, second missed game. So I think they've shut him down, is the right thing to do. He was doing some uh, running on a side field on Wednesday. If he comes back, his goal should be hey, that he should be a starter somewhere in this league if it's not the Broncos
0: right very good perspective Ryan on that note we will send you guys off from the first and orange podcast we appreciate you listening be sure to subscribe as we continue through these final seven games uh, certainly a lot of things to look uh, at the future with these Broncos so be expecting some kind of forward looking uh, projection style podcast to sort of inform you guys on what's next as 2019 uh, I think can't come soon enough for, for a lot of Broncos country so uh, with that be sure to check out all of our content at out at denverpost.com and as always you can pick us up every single day in the denver post we will see you next time